Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. All right, kids. So, you know, when you sit down and you first meet somebody and for some reason you just click. Well, not too long ago, I had the privilege of sitting down with Miss Lauren and I was on her podcast. We just had a damn fun conversation talking about life, business, coaching, you know, all the fun stuff. Well, I thought it was such a damn fun conversation over on her show that we should flip the script and bring her over here and harass the hell out of her and have just a fun conversation. Now, you guys got to know, she's told me she's nervous as hell. So she doesn't like being on this side of the microphone so much. So um, when you hear me make fun of her, it's my attempt to get her out of that little nervous bug and just so we can really, really, really make fun of her. I mean, to have some fun all together. So this should be fun guys strap it in let's have some fun miss lauren allen welcome to the show my dear please tell us your story Thank you so much for having me, Donnie. It's such a pleasure. And you're right. Like I thoroughly enjoyed all of our conversations so far. So I was looking forward to this, uh, this interview so much. Yes. I do get nervous when I'm on this side. <laughs> why? Though? I do this I'm all curious. the time. I'm curious. Wait, so I, I want to know before we get into your story, why does it make you nervous getting on that side of being asked all the questions? Because I'm on the vulnerable side this right. time. Right. Right. Like, and yeah. see, what, I have the total home court advantage right now because you already grilled the hell out of me. So now it's my turn. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you feel better. I know. Better. Maybe that's why I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, tell us who you are, dude. Um, but my, my story, who I am. So January the 19th of 2017, I quit my corporate job. I sold my house, quit my job, and I moved across the country to start a life that I dreamed about. Um, I grew up in the South and at the time I was back, I was in Denver, Colorado for 10 years. And one of my friends, and I shared this on my podcast said, are you going to be an active participant in your life? Mm. And when I started mulling over that question, I said, you know what? I got moved to Denver for a job. I love it. I fell in love with the city, but nobody ever asked me where I wanted to live. And if they did, I've always wanted to live at the beach. And so I started thinking about like, this is my life. I get to make these choices. I'm single. I have no children. So why not go do the things that I've always dreamed and told myself I would do? So I moved to the beach. I moved to San Diego, California, and found an, an amazing little cottage two blocks from the water and found myself surrounded by people who were just doing really cool things. And as I was trying to navigate what was next in life, I was going to job interviews, but I hated every minute of it. And my CrossFit instructor asked me to review his business plan. And I started my business like the next day because I mm -hmm. said, this is what I'm passionate about. And 
if one person is going to ask me to review their plan and tell them what to do, then there's got to be more. And so I started my first business oh, just by putting, by putting my dreams ahead of anything else. Love it. So the name of your podcast is Corporate School Dropout, and it's all about hearing the stories of other people who are corporate school dropouts. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are flat out scared to make that leap. I mean, I talked to a guy earlier this week and I got all the excuses, right? I got all the, well, I can't because I have kids or I can't because I have responsibilities or I can't because of this, that, and the other. And they're buying into their own bullshit of, you know, I can't because. And I'm a firm believer, you know, anytime you say I can't do X because of X, it's just an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a way around it. When you decide to make the crazy ass leap to leave Denver, Colorado and move out to San Diego of all places, I don't know why anybody would want to live in San Diego. Um, that's coming from my, my Marine Corps boot camp background, you know, that's because I didn't live on base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but in San Diego, everybody's on top of each other. I mean, literally you're, 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 the house is just like touch on the hill, hill yeah. different Hills up there. But, um, yeah. What inside you made you be able to make that leap? I had done yeah, gosh, it took me about a six month. I did a lot of inner thinking and a lot of diving into what I knew to be true about myself. And what came out of it was that I was resilient and that I had always made really good business decisions and for the most part, good life decisions. So it was trusting that I could do whatever I set out to do and trusting my gut. Now, not everyone around me trusted me, but I, I saw that they, it wasn't that they trusted me personally, but they didn't trust that they could ever made that decision. And so I had to separate that Mm. from myself. Like they still think I'm a smart, intelligent human being, but they don't see this in themselves. And so there, they don't see it in me either. Uh, So I had to separate that. And I honestly, my, my dad would call me every few days and just try to talk me out of it, that I was ruining my life. And this was the worst idea I've ever had. And the day that I called and told him that I was starting my own business, he immediately said, good for you. And I thought he was going to think I was even more crazy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I just knew that I was going to be fine. I just knew it. I'd done so much of the inner work to get to the point where I trusted the universe and I trusted everything was going to be just fine. You couldn't have pierced that bubble with, with anything. I was on that path. Yeah, no, I, I, for me, I mean, I totally was on that same move when I finally made the leap, which me did 15 days from when I decided I was going to do it to actually do it. But, um, that whole idea of people coming at you from where they are, right? They're, and I tell people often is, is you've got to take advice from where it's coming from, right? So, because um, I remember the, the day I told uh, one of my closest friends, um, buddy of mine, we traveled together, done our families and hung out together. And I told him that I was leaving my career, which I was doing very, very, very well. 
um, and I was going to go start my business, his first response wasn't, oh my God, that's awesome. It wasn't, uh, wow, I'm proud of you is, oh my God, what are you going to do? How are you going to make money? You know, and, and it was this total freak out thing. How many people were like that for you? I mean, I know you said your dad was a little bit, you know, but how about everybody A lot. Else? And they, they, a lot, and they still do. Like I've since moved across the country back to Georgia. And when I was making that move, they said, oh, are you going to get a job? I, was like, <laughs> I have a job. I, <laughs> what makes you think that I'm not doing just fine? Like, uh, I think it's, not understanding what entrepreneurship is, not understanding what owning a business is and owning an online business. Like nothing stopped when I moved across the country, but I, I was getting it from all angles, everyone, but I wasn't getting it from the new people that I was meeting in San Diego who were doing it. Right. They were, I, I, gosh, I started the podcast in San Diego and a lot of the first people on it were friends and connections. And I'm like, this is a hub for people doing this. So I'm like, if I wouldn't have made that move, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, I would have just found another job. Well, and the cool thing inside of that is you really have to surround yourself with the right damn people. Because I know as I first started out and I'm floundering as a business owner and not knowing what the hell I'm doing and trying to figure everything out is I was still hanging with the people that I hung out with as a salesperson, right? As an employee for somebody else. So there was no one to give advice. And if I asked, it was all based on being an employee. There's nothing wrong with being an employee, but you know absolutely nothing about running a business or the idea right. of, of running a business. So um, I love that you found this kind of micro tribe of people that you were going through. How did you learn or how are you learning to tell the people who don't get it about what you do? You know, so you got the people that, that, you know, are in it, you and I building businesses and going for it. That's one conversation, but then there's a conversation of people that still work for others or employees and all of that. How do you tell the people that, that are friends, family, employees, what you do? so that you can separate the conversations? Um, geez, that's really hard. It's really hard because I want to talk about all the things that I'm doing and, mm. and you're right. They, they don't get it. So I start sharing small stories and I, 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 I share things that I like bite-sized bits that I think that they can understand. And then I gauge like the look on their face. And if, if it's like, flies over their head, then I realize like, oh, we're stopping right there. That's all that <laughs> the information that they can take. And so I, yeah, I just keep dripping it little by little to see if, if they're willing to hear more. And yeah. that's kind of what I, yeah. I mean, and it seems to work because then they come back with questions and then I can keep answering and keep following through to see if we can continue that conversation. Right. One little trick that I've learned and feel free to steal it and be totally yours is I've learned to only share the good stuff. Yeah. And what's fascinating for me about it is when I would bitch and moan and complain about, you know, things going on in the business, they always wanted to help, right? They always yeah. wanted to, to, to fix it for you. And the problem is, is their idea of fixing it was coming from this employee mentality, which is 
once again, nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's not applicable to running a business because an employee, you just get everything done at all costs, no matter what, or you're fired as a business owner, you got choices to make because everything affects everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've had to learn to only share the good stuff. And that saved me a lot of damn heartache. Yeah. You know, um, all the way through, but I love your bit-sized pieces. Is that a gut feeling for you then when when you're talking to them? You know, it's, it's years of therapy learning that not everybody (laughs) needs to hear my story all at once. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. That's awesome. awesome. (laughs) And then, you know, but it's also, it's a trust factor. Do I trust you enough for me to tell you even more? And are you like, I don't know, what's that movie where you're in the circle, you're in, you're in my circle. Um, Oh, the circle of trust. That's uh, a circle of trust. Meet the parents. So there are some of my really good friends who aren't business owners who are in that circle. And I share the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, because I know that they support me no matter what. Mm. Now, there are other people that are just barely on the circle that you're right. They only get the good stuff because I know that they can't handle anything else. Um, And then all the other people, I cut them out. If you can't be supportive and, and, and be my friend throughout this thing, then we can't do this anymore because right. this is my life. You know, recently I found myself in a very, very kind of crazy place. So I'm at a friend's party, um, friends we've had for 30 years, you know, and went through school and everything together. And my wife and I were over at this party and we're hanging out. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm sitting on the back porch by myself. All of my friends, my wife, everybody inside drinking, having a good fun time. And I'm on the back patio and I don't even remember walking out there. But then all of a sudden I start thinking about my business. So I start thinking about all the things I have coming up, the summits, the networking groups, everything. And then I realized what I was doing. I realized I'm sitting on the back patio away from everybody thinking about the business. And I remember asking myself a very specific question. Why am I not in there right now? And what I realized was all the people in there weren't business owners. And I wanted to talk about profits and revenues and business strategies. And they wanted to talk about all the stories we've done over the years. And I love the stories, right? But I wanted to talk business and there was nobody there to talk business you know, with. Have you found yourself often in very similar type of situations or am I just a lone wolf here? No, you're totally <laughs> right. You're totally right. Um, I, I almost think it's, um, so I'm still single and I think it's almost the kiss of death when a, and a guy asks me about my business, because then I just go full like <laughs> ham and I want to talk about it and let it and go on and on about all these, you know, the revenue channels and this and the, that, right, and mm-hmm. they're just sitting back going like, can't like, this is scary. <laughs> You're scaring me. <laughs> um, this isn't a normal date. <laughs> so yeah, I do find that. Do you want to bring I, out like the PL sheet and be like, hey, yeah, can you look like at this a, for me? <laughs> and then this this revenue comes from here. And then right, I do right. this and I do that. Um yes, I totally find myself in that situation. And and so now I'm I recognize that I do that. And so I work towards not doing that sometimes of like it is okay to be normal and want to talk about the weather. (laughs) 
been wanting to change things up a little bit on how we talk about our sponsors and the people who help make this show great. So this is going to be a little bit different style of commercial. Family Fund has been supporting families of first responders for a number of years. And it all started as a idea of Stacy and Michael McGovern, who are the founders of Blue Family Fund. And it's a really unique story, but instead of me telling you, hear it in Stacy's words of why they started Blue Family Fund. Because I wanted to give back, I wanted to do more. You know, we'd been so successful in our for-profit business that um, we looked at each other and we said, you know, how can we, how can we pay this forward? My husband and I, how, you know, how can we pay it back, pay it forward? My grandfather, when I was growing up, always used to tell me, you know, in life you get what you give. And um, I'm a big believer in that. You know, what you put out there, you can sometimes get back threefold. So we really just wanted to do more. We were already helping police officers, you know, with off-duty work. So how could we help the families? You know, as a family of a police officer, I understand that it's just as hard on the family as it is the actual officer. How could we do more for them um, by providing maybe scholarships for their dependents or financial aid for dependents that want to uh, pursue higher education? Stacy is one of the most humble people I know. Uh, their company, Point Blank Safety Services, has employed 200 off-duty police officers for, for several years and success on protecting the freeways, the highways, and everything else has done just amazing things, not only for the state of Texas, but for the lives of the family officers that need additional income as they protect our lives. So for the fact that her and Michael would set up this fund to help the families in times of need, it's really a, a beautiful thing. Blue Family Fund is focused on first responders and their families. And recently, Stacy and Michael were able to give a small check to a the family of a fallen police officer. He was a, a husband and a dad. And very touching uh, moment as I watched the video and presentation of the check. And, you know, I, I wanted to hear from Stacy what it meant to her to be able to do that for that family. It's amazing. Um, the feel, I can't, I can't even describe the feeling. And then, you know, when, you know, I don't feel like it's that much money, but then when you hand it to them and they, they um, break down crying because it's just enough to maybe get them over the next hurdle or obstacle that they've got going on. Um, it's, it's really a great feeling just to be able to to do that and the, the family you're talking about both daughters are actually also firefighters so they're both first responders as well um, so just a total first responder family and um, just to be able to give back to them and, and let them know that there are people that that are going to remember their dad and their husband and there are people that care it's it's a really great feeling one of the things that i think is magical behind the family because of the success of Point Blank Safety Services, Stacy and Michael have set up Blue Family Fund to where 100% of the donations go back to the families of first responders. How we're different than maybe some other charities, how we pay all the bills for the, the nonprofit ourselves. So every single dollar donated can actually go directly to a family. So literally 100% of all donations are um, handed forward, you know, to to either 
a scholarship or to a, a financial aid for a family that has lost a first responder. Blue Family Fund has been my charity of choice for a number of years now, and it's truly an amazing organization. So if you're a fan of the show and you like the content we put out there, do me a favor, head over to bluefamilyfund.org and send a little financial love their way. All right, so let's help some people who are contemplating making the leap to go from working for somebody else to corporate America and that kind of mindset of what it's going to take, some of the things they're going to have to do to actually make that leap because it's a massive move um, Mm -hmm. in business. So if somebody's sitting on the fence and they're contemplating, should they start a business? Should they leave corporate America? What are some of the things they should absolutely consider before they make a full-on leap? There's lots. There's lots. Um, There's always the financial question, and I never can answer that. I have no idea how much money you need to have in your bank account. That is absolutely something that you need to work through with yourself and your partner. However, I can tell you it's not enough. That's my answer. (laughs) You don't have enough money in your account to make the leap. Um, so if money is the, if money is the thing that's holding you, then I say, do all the work that you need to do to get comfortable in the money, because that's going to be on, on the top of your mind, no matter what. The second thing you need to do is say, why, why are you, what's the draw to get out of your job? Like, yes, you may hate it, but is there something, a passion, is there some, a dream that's pulling you out? that you can't say no to anymore. Because if you can say no to it, then you're not ready to do it yet. Mm. I think that you, your why has to be bigger than any dream that you've ever had before. Um, yeah, I, yeah. and it's, it's a gut. It's a gut feeling that you are meant to do something else. And you might, like myself, I ignored it for years and years and years because that's not the path that I was told to take. And once I started thinking about why am I following the things that I'm told to do versus, again, being an active participant in my life, what do I really want to do here? So I would say it's a gut feeling and you've got to know that why. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, for me, it was a dramatic moment, right? When I finally decided that that I was going to make the leap and we talked about on the podcast, you know, my business partner had said, you know, thank God you're my retirement plan. And most of the listeners have heard that story on a regular basis. But for you, it was a more of an ongoing thought process. And I think a lot more people are probably in a job that they really don't like. You know, they're they're like something's got to be better someplace else. Um, so you talk about getting money right. You talk about getting mindset right. You talk about getting your, your why right. Is there any idea behind should I potentially go get another job? Should I start a business? Should I just take a year off and go see the freaking world? And I can hear the listeners now like, yeah, like I can afford to take a year off and go see the world. Right. Um, But, but is, is there, is there anything other to do than to just freaking leap? 
Yeah, I, I feel like in the podcast, there's so many stories of how people have left and everybody is just so unique. And I think that it's more of knowing that you don't have to take a lateral like not, I don't mean lateral, linear. It's not a step one, step two, step three gets you to four and five. I think that letting go that it's going to be something that's um, letting go of the linear approach. No part of starting your business is a linear approach. It is all take a few steps, learn something and evaluate it and then make decisions before you take the next move. And whatever that next move could be, could be three steps back. Who knows? But I think that it's, it's, it's trusting yourself and knowing that you don't have to figure it out and you don't have to be right, right away. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's different for every single person. And that's why I love my podcast is because I share right now where I think you were episode 76. So there's 76 stories that are so individually made and told. So there is no one right way to do this whole process. It's just knowing that you can. Mm, I love that. Knowing that you can, that's, that's actually beautiful, you know, because I think a lot of it comes down to belief um, that you got this, you know, a lot of people are sitting there and they're contemplating, should I start a business? Um, and I think that's, that's uh, as a lot of people are trying to figure out, because usually when you get to that point, when you're ready to jump and do something else, it's a, what do I want to be moment? You know, that shit you're supposed to figure out in high school that you never do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you really contemplate, okay, what am I going to be when I grow up? Um, but I think a lot of people are, are at that stage. Should I start a business? You know, what's the, what's that maneuver inside of there? If I'm going to think about starting a business, what thought processes should I go through to decide maybe what business I should open or if I should open a business? One of the things that I always like to talk about is I always told myself, I'm just going to quit my job and become a yoga instructor. So I took a yoga teacher training and started diving into what that could look like. And I learned that I hated teaching yoga. So good (laughs) thing I didn't quit to go be a yoga instructor. So I like to always say like dabble in the things that you're interested in to see if it's even viable and that you're going to like it long-term. So good thing I didn't quit to do that, but I had to do something about it and prove to myself whether it was going to be something I wanted to do or not. So I think as you're developing the idea that you want to do something else, try it see what you think. Like, I totally wouldn't suggest opening a coffee shop if you've never been a barista. So go be a barista, see if that's something that you want to do. So I always like to say, get experience in it before you make the leap and and make some decisions from there versus just cold turkey. I don't know. I just think that it's, there's so much opportunity to explore. And I just want people to continually think of creative ideas and to explore their options because there's, when you open the door one in one aspect of your life, so many more doors will open and you never know who's going to be put in your place like yourself that are going to push you forward. And it was just a phone call. So (laughs) you never know. Oh, we should talk about that. But uh, here's the thing. I know when I made the leap, I had no game plan, right? I had no, no idea for sure what I was going to do. I was just done working for other people. But I also had this 
harebrained idea that it was just going to be like this most magical, wonderful, beautiful thing. I was going to leave corporate America. I was going to get a website. The world was going to open up and, and the angels were going to sing and I was just going to make it. Yeah. I felt the same way. <laughs> I, I thought that, yeah, as soon as I launched that website, the people are just going to be like swarming it and they're going to be like, oh, Lauren, I want to work with you. You're amazing. Yeah. How'd that and go for gonna, you? Yeah. Real well. How did it go for you? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I absolutely thought. And I thought that I wasn't. I, I laugh about this on the episode or podcast or in an episode where the guest was like, you know, everybody kept saying that, um, you know, you're going to fail and you got to like figure out how to deal with it. And she was like, nope, I'm going to be the one in the million. And I was like, oh my God, I did too. I thought that I was going to be perfect and I was going to have it figured out on day one when I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And um, I don't ever think I failed, but I learned a whole lot of lessons. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I, I don't think you fully fail unless you throw in the towel. So, you know, uh, anybody who's still progressing forward, I think it's just a series of learning. It's not a full on failure. Um, from when you started to where you are now, same profession, same idea that you had when you when you jumped um, yep. or is it evolved? It's totally evolved. Um, I originally, my first business was right hand business coach and I wanted to work Wait, right with... hand business coach. Well, you're only for right handers. Nope. Like right hand man. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm like, well, screw the left-handed people. We're yeah. <laughs> I wanted to work with gym owners and like spa owners because I was an active user of those places. And I'm like, okay, who better else to help support your business than like a user? like a person who's coming from a user experience. Um, yeah, that didn't go very well <laughs> because I realized that that's not really what I wanted to do. And, and then I launched a few architecture, um, uh, interior design businesses with some interior design consultants. And I was like, okay, these are great people, fun to work with. But what I kept coming back to was I'm a corporate school dropout. That's the story I have to tell. That's the group of people that I want to work with because I understand exactly where they are. And when I was driving around my parking garage all the way up and all the way back down and then all the way back up again, just to have the energy to listen to one more song before I walk, walked into the door, um, I knew that I wasn't alone. And I knew that if I was doing that, there were other women out there that were doing it. And I wrote a blog post years ago and, and, and shared that story. So many people were like, I, or so many women were like, I cry all the way to work every day. I'm like, I know, I know you do. And so that's when I, I finally started pivoting and realizing that that was who I wanted to support. So, and that was, geez, I've been doing it for almost three and a half years. And so that's probably been about a year of, narrowing down to working with women that are transitioning out of corporate. You know what I love about that is for me, and this is what I tell a lot of people now that ask me about it is I always ask them, what's that thing you keep coming back to? You know, no matter what you try, what's that thing that keeps popping up in your world? Because that's the thing. Because for, for me, it's always been sales and business development. 
and I tried to get away from it, right? I, I tried to, I didn't want to be the sales guy. I didn't want to be the business development guy. I just wanted to be the guy that, you know, help people have a successful life. I didn't want to do it, but the world and where I have find the most successes in the sales arena. So it always comes back to it. Right. And, and I think as most people are thinking about what is that thing I should be doing is it's just what you said. It's what's, what's that thing you keep coming back to that keeps popping up over and over again, because that's really what you should be doing. How much more peace have you found embracing the corporate school dropout versus trying to be this architectural gym right-handed coach person. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes because it was miserable because I couldn't speak. I, I had no voice in that arena. And when I finally started corporate school dropout, I felt free. I could say the things that I wanted to say. I could be sarcastic and snarky because there nothing about corporate school dropout is is calm and demure. No, it's um, like a permission just to cuss and dress funky. I mean, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, that's me. That's totally me. And I mean, my dad still gets on to me about my language. <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, dad, I'm 40 years old. I can say fuck if I want. Right. Um, so, I, if it makes you feel better, yeah. I was at a speaking event at the end of last year and I showed up in a t-shirt. They're like, are you going to change somewhere? I'm like, no. And they're like, really? I'm like, what, what, was I supposed to wear a suit? I mean, <laughs> even if you told me, I wouldn't have. And they were just blown away that I'd shown up in a t-shirt and blue jeans. And then they weren't after I spoke. But but even now, you know, three years into the business, people still look at me funky when I dress the way I dress. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not dressing for you. I'm not trying to get your corporate promotion to the next level. This is my life. This is my yeah. business. You do you, I'll do me. Yeah. And that was freeing when I finally just said it and just put it out to the world of like, this is who I am. This is, I am the brand. This is, yeah, this is how I dress. I have leather pants on in my, in my brand photos, because I'm like, when were I, when was I ever going to wear leather pants in the corporate world? <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I'm like, I am, a, I am awesome. And I'm going to say and do whatever I want. <laughs> so yeah, it was so freeing. I'm like, oh, I can breathe. I can breathe. So that first day you figured out that corporate school dropouts your thing, right? That's, that's going to be the way you go and you start putting the pieces and the, the puzzle together. How quickly to the, did the business idea then begin to flow and it, partially uh, add on to that question. Did all the other shit you went through better set you up to find success quicker once you decided corporate school dropout? Yeah. So I bought the domains for corporate school dropout in September, whatever. Which year I can't believe was. which was available, which is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so I bought the domains um, in September. I think I had like a landing page up by October, November started. It, it began as the podcast and it was strictly the podcast. And I launched that the following April with already like 
I have never had trouble finding people to be on the show, which oh, is- Oh, hell no. If we've, if we've walked a path, we want to share that story. <laughs> yes. So I've been going for like almost two years and geez, I probably have 20 recordings coming up just in the next month because- <laughs> because people are like, I want to tell my story. I want to tell my story. So I knew that I knew that when I launched and I already had 12 interviews already booked and recorded, I knew that I was setting myself up for success. Like I I'm ahead of the game. And so I strictly worked on the podcast as corporate school dropout for almost another year. And it wasn't until COVID hit and I was, I transitioned right hand business coach to work with corporate people, but it just still didn't resonate. I was still building two businesses at the same time and it was ridiculous and I was burnt out and I was, I hated it. I'm like, I can't keep these two Instagram pages going and I can't keep these two personas going. This doesn't work for me. So in June of this year in 2020, I let go of right hand business coach, transitioned everything under corporate school dropout, launched a membership that it immediately sold and, 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 and found my voice. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. You know, what I love hearing you say as you were trying to build two businesses, you know, side by side, I, in some sense, I did the same thing I had, but Mine was more Facebook group. So I had this Facebook group that was all about podcasting called So You Want a Podcast. And then I had, you know, Success Champion. And and early on, man, I I was like, I got to put content over here that's completely different from what I want to talk about over here. And I'm just banging my head on a wall. Um, my dumbass though did it until I heard somebody say, dude, you got to get singular focus. And he wasn't talking to me. He was like talking to a room. Yeah. And I went, like, oh, well, no yeah. shit. He is talking to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, and, and I love that because I think, I think a lot of us have this hero complex where we want to save the world type of thing. And, and, you know, we want to bring as much value to people. And I think I had so much joy in podcasting. I'm like, I got to teach people this, but my real joy has always been, you know, helping, you know, businesses figure out sales and, and business development. So, so I love, and I, better question. Do you think most people have to go through it to actually learn it? I do, but they don't realize it. And then they fight it all the way, which mm. I did. Right. Right. Because yeah. I, I just think for me, I mean, it's the stove is hot. The stove is hot. The stove is hot until you touch the damn thing. Oh, no shit. The stove's hot. Mm. You know, because I, I can almost guarantee somewhere along your journey, somebody said, hey, just pick a lane. Yeah. Very beginning. When I first launched the podcast, my friend said, it really makes sense to keep them under the same umbrella. I don't understand why you're going to market two businesses. And I was, I was like, you're stupid. These are two different things. <laughs> I was like, I am the podcast. I have corporate school dropout, but I coach under right-hand business coach. And God, that was dumb, but I did it, whatever. And it's fine. But what I, what I struggled with, and I, you might resonate with this too, and I know your audience would, I was holding myself to somebody else's expectations. Mm -hmm. I thought they had of me. I thought that if I launched this business with this name and I said I was doing X, Y, and Z, I didn't believe that I could change my mind and people would still trust me. I thought that I had to stay that course and not ever change. And 
which was driving my business under the ground because it didn't resonate and it didn't resonate with me. And I just kept holding on to it because I felt like, you know, my parents were going to be disappointed. Like, oh, you, you dropped your business name. I thought that that meant something and it mm. totally didn't. Doesn't yeah, matter. I, I think for me, it was, I think I was just running everything like it was a job versus a business, you know? So, and I think that's what really kicked my ass early on is, is, you know, well, I've got to be the one to do it or, or I've got to be the one that gets this taken care of versus, you know, flipping it to, you know, let's find and put a team together, that type of thing. But I think along those same lines, you know, I had so many different businesses that I kept trying to convince myself were re revenue streams, you know, that I, I couldn't function. You know, I mm -hmm. couldn't keep my head straight about what was what. And, you know, in, in that vein, I had somebody come up to me and go, Donnie, can you tell me what you really do? What is your business? And you realize how bad you're screwing this all up when, when nobody knows what the hell you're doing, yeah. you know, all the way through this. So you've gotten your ducks in a row and now you're helping people make that big leap, that transition to, to be a corporate school dropout. It's just a brilliant name. I, it's, it's just well done. I like it. Speaks to my rebel nature all the <laughs> way through. Um, when do people need you? Before the transition or after the transition? That sounds like a weird way to say it. Before they leave corporate America or after they leave corporate America? Honestly, I love catching the people as they're trying to transition out. Um, okay. A lot of the women in my membership um, are working their way out. I think that there's a huge mindset shift that has to happen. And if we can start that early and they can start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and setting that, that dropout date, I think it makes it more attainable. Now, I do definitely work with people after they've dropped out because then they're going, holy shit, what do I do? <laughs> and I, I've got several of those as clients too of, oh my God, I, I've done this and I'm scared to death. Like, what do I do next? And so really it's that smack dab in the very beginning of their process of launching whatever business idea that they have. You know what I love that is I, is hearing you say all this made me just realize that you created what you found in San Diego, <laughs> right? You've literally created an environment that you were kind of looking for as you made the leap of people that could be surrounded with other people is kind of this, this cheerleading squad, if you will, of, of people rooting you on and doing it side by side, which if anybody spent any time doing anything is, you know, it's easier to do it with a pack of people around. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really, and see, and it goes back to it. It all comes around full circle, right? Mm -hmm. What we go through, we become, um, and you got to go through it to become it. Yeah. You know, so tell us a little bit about your program. It, it is a step-by-step -step or a hand-holding process to, to go from corporate America to launching a company or just a transition. So it's the step-by-step hand-holding guide through the whole transition and launching your business idea. Now I do have the, the membership and that is like the, that's the network, that's the community of women who are all doing it together. So I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, but then I also have the community so they can have that aspect that I'm not alone in this. Like I got Lauren in my back pocket, but I also have 
all of these other amazing women to bounce ideas off of, to find support and encouragement from. So it's kind of twofold because it's not, it's not just me that gets to help them. It's the community that gets to build them as well. Right. The one thing I got to think that's a little bit tough is finding new clients. And, and here's what I mean is some, if somebody's contemplating leaving corporate America, they're whispering about it potentially to a friend. Yes. You know, I, cause I know the, the day I thought about it, I called a personal friend of mine who had been running a business for years that I knew, and her name's Judy Hoberman. She has, runs a company called Selling in a Skirt. And I called Judy up and I said, Judy, can I take you out to lunch? And she said, as soon as she got that phone call, she knew what the lunch was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting across from her and I'm scared to death, right? I'm like, Judy, this is what I'm fixing to do. Um, and she told me, she's like, I knew what this is about. She goes, you got this, you know? Yeah. Um, um, so how are people finding you? I mean, is this a, is this a referral thing? Is this a, a, um, their friends are telling you about it. Are you going bananas on all social media? I mean, (laughs) so it's a great question. And that's where the podcast was always meant to help to inspire them. So I've had so many people that have found the podcast who've turned into clients and, uh, membership. Uh, members of the community, but it's also me going ham on LinkedIn because I know that they are scrolling through LinkedIn because I did it too. And they are praying that somebody is going to just pop into their message board and say, I have something for you Hmm. because they're just looking for that, like not even a diamond in the rough. They're just looking for those opportunities. So I post every single day on LinkedIn and I often get messages that, Hey, I love your stuff. I can't like it because my boss is going to see this, <laughs> Right. but I, I secretly want to talk to you. And I'm like, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So you need, you need to come up with like a Morse code type thing, you know, yeah. Hey, send me this, this message and we can chat, you know? Yeah. It, it's God. I lived on LinkedIn too. I'm like, okay, everybody told me I had to build this personal brand over on LinkedIn and I had to do this and I had to do that. So when I was trying to figure out what was next and, actually trying to figure out if I was going to get another job. I spent hours on LinkedIn because I just was like, is there something out there? Is there a person out there? Is there a company out there? And so I knew that when I finally started the, the, the podcast, I knew that I immediately had to start promoting on LinkedIn. You know, what I love about that is I think the success of success champions has a lot to do is I'm teaching what I wish somebody would have done for me. Right. When I launched my business, there was nobody around, right. There was nobody to say, Hey, go this direction, do that, do this. I love, and I'm fucking just admire you right now of creating that same kind of thing for people who are, who are trying to take the leap because I can tell you it's scary as shit you know, getting out there on your own and realizing you have no idea, nowhere to turn. You don't know what questions to ask. So I love that, that you've created that environment where you're like, Hey, look, I've been where you are. Follow me. Let's, let's, let's go through this together. I mean, that's truly, truly the, the epitome of a, I don't know if you call it a social business, but the right business. You know, thank you. Yeah, it, it really is beautiful. Um, how do people find out more about you, 
your your podcast your well, the podcast easy just type in <laughs> corporate school dropout wherever you listen to podcasts right but how do they find out more about you how do they follow you all that stuff so um corporate school dropout.com you got all the ways that you can work with me all the ways you can connect with me join the membership the one-on-one all I don't do anything free anymore. Um, I really, I let go of the free Facebook group. I found that everybody was just uh, chilling in there and weren't interacting. And when I opened up a a paid membership, the amazing, when you (laughs) pay for something, you invest in it and you invest in yourself. So um, the podcast is free, of course. And I would say just start listening. Start finding those episodes that resonate with you and reach out to those people, those all of my guests are super nice people and I consider them friends and reach out to them, connect with them, ask them questions. And then I actually, I also put my email address in there too. Just reach out to me too. I don't, I'm not scary. I don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) What question were you hoping I asked that I didn't ask? Oh, goodness. That's a good question. I'll let you think. It is a good question. I'm like, um, (laughs) but champions, why she thinks about that. What I want you guys to do is her business is really a word of mouth businesses and not many businesses are. What I want you to think about is who in your life do you know that has whispered to you? They wish they could find that next thing. They wish they could, you know, quit their job. They wish they could do something more get them over to either a listen to her podcast, follow her on LinkedIn, you know, get them in touch with her so that they can have a tour guide of what the next steps are and that, that she can be their champion. You know what this, that's this whole show is about is creating champions, right? You know, so, so go through your Rolodex and really start thinking, and maybe it's you, you know, maybe you're the person that's, that's going through that moment and you're contemplating, you know, I should do something different or you're driving to work in tears every freaking day or in this state we're in, you're going from your bedroom to your office in tears, (laughs) dreading opening up that office door, you know, (laughs) you know, um, uh, and, and get them over because their content's amazing. I know because I was on there. um, (laughs) So I know it's just tremendous. (laughs) Um, Oh, but anything we left out, my dear. I don't think so. I'm like, I, I feel like it was the end of an interview or you're like, do you have any questions? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> okay. You no. didn't get the job. You're, you're I know. Hard. I feel, I, I, I haven't gone on an interview in so long. So I, of course right. I'm going to fail that. That Well, I, I've that got task. one for you and this is how okay. I end every podcast and I do stump some people. So get ready for this. Okay. If you were going to lead the champions around the world, people in all walks of life, most of them have made the leap to start a business and they're trying to figure out how to go and make it bigger. If you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it, what's that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. I'm just going to go back to my, my friend ask yourself the question, am I going to be an active participant in my life? And I feel like if you can't say yes, then we need to go back and get to the point where you say yes. Love that. Miss Lauren Allen, this has been awesome. I really, really appreciate the conversation, girl. Keep kicking ass. And guys, go help this young lady out by 
helping her word of mouth style business go freaking bananas because it's truly needed and truly amazing thing. Thank you again, dear. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much more fun than I, and I'm not a nervous anymore. <laughs> good, good. Mission accomplished. Thanks. Guys, if you haven't come hung out in the Success Champions Facebook group, head on over to Facebook, type in the word Success Champions and get your ass in there. 1,200 small business owners from around the world that are kicking ass and taking names and rising together. And then if you haven't checked out SuccessChampionsNetworking.com, we are changing the game of networking. We all know that BNI is for rookies, so it's time to up your game and come hang out with the people that are really kicking ass and opening doors for others. Don't sit around and wait for business to come to you. Partner up with some real badasses that are there to help you really grow your business. No more sitting in boring ass meetings with stupid jingles, and crap nobody cares about, come learn, come mastermind, come hang out with the real champions that will not only champion you, but they'll champion your business as well. Successchampionnetworking.com is where you need to be. Appreciate you guys. And as always, if somebody you know somebody who needs to listen to this show, send this to them. It means everything to me. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Love you. Bye. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.